Hey, hey, everybody. It's Allison Katzkowski. Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. Thank you so much for joining me on this Tuesday morning. I hope that wherever you are, you are doing something positive and fun for yourself because that is what self-care is. It's what helps us feel the best. It what help, it's what helps us show up as the best. And it helps us ultimately be the absolute best version of ourselves that we can. So today, I'm going to continue along the the train, the la- if you ha- haven't had a chance the last couple of weeks to go back and listen, um, I'm sort of taking it upon myself to use this time that we're all, uh, for the most part, on stay-at-home orders and, you know, basically being asked to do our lives differently temporarily while the rest of the world handles the coronavirus, is to just revisit and to give you hope that there are things that you can do right now, not just to take care of yourself, but to really up your game personally. Um, if there has ne- there has probably never been a better opportunity for you to really look at how you do you than now, because the person that you want to be in all forms is absolutely dependent on the steps and the things that you do, the steps you take now and the things that you do now to change personally, professionally, health and fitness-wise, the whole nine yards. And so that's really what I'm going to talk to you about today is just to give you a snapshot into a little bit of the new angle of personal development that I'm going to be taking with some of my new online courses and new online coaching programs coming up this year. Um, If you are not in my Facebook community, I'll give you that information at the end of today's show. Um, I sort of did an impromptu challenge over there last week um, in which we engaged and we talked about these very topics that I'm going to share with you today. And so my hope today for you is that you can take away some nuggets to help you maybe dig a little deeper into, you know, working on up-leveling your beliefs and up-leveling um, how you sort out what I like to call the mental clutter, the, the chatter, the stuff that keeps us stuck. And two, to give you some easy tips and strategies to hopefully help you raise your vibration and your frequency so that you can go actually go and get what you want instead of just thinking about what you want or making a decision that something is what you want. There comes a certain point where we have to literally raise our vibration to meet you know, the thoughts that we have regarding what we want. This is why so many people simply say there's something that they want, but they're never actually able to get it. And so what I want to do today is kind of walk you through the three components of this new piece of education that I'll be telling you much more about in the future. So I'm sort of giving you a bird's eye view right now and kind of a mini lesson. So hopefully uh, this information can be helpful wherever you are today and whatever's heavy on your mind and your heart. So let's dive in. So today, I'm calling today the frequency and vibration of self-care, because that's really what self-care is. It's the things that we do to make ourselves, not just make ourselves, but to help ourselves feel better, show up better, recharge, reset, whatever it is you want to call it. So component number one is what I like to call a thought and emotion inventory. Okay, and what do I mean by this? I mean that it is so easy to take what is happening to you in this moment, whatever that is. And there may be something that maybe just not be sitting well with you, or maybe it's just the whole coronavirus situation has just kind of got you in a blue funk. I mean, honestly, I think we all are in, we all are in that place at some point right now. And, you know, the difference is with so many people that already have an expectation and belief about success for themselves is really how they're handling the situation now. 
And a lot of that has to do with really separating the facts from what it is that we're thinking. The circumstances are always what we call neutral. I mean, circumstances don't have feelings. They don't have thoughts. Um, they're not out, you know, coming behind you and you feeling like you have a black cloud following you around. If you don't feel like you're where you want to be, that's not the way it works. Circumstances are facts. It's just, it's the reality. It's just the way things are. So where I live in North Carolina, it's raining really hard this morning. So that would be a circumstance. Um, right now, one of my dogs is lying on the sofa as I sit here in my recording studio and talk to you. That is a circumstance. Um, I am still in my workout clothes. I did a workout early this morning. That is a circumstance. So these are the facts. These are things that we can't change. These are things that are in the reality, and that's just the way that it is. So what makes that different from our thoughts and emotions? <clears throat> our thoughts and emotions are literally what we think about the circumstances, okay? And like I've told you before, thoughts are basically sentences in our head. Okay, they're just thoughts that we have. And behind those thoughts are emotions. And we do not have thoughts without emotion. Okay, so the thoughts that we're thinking are being driven by an emotion. Okay, it's like when you go on a trip and you get in a car to leave, you put your bag, your tote bag, your suitcase, whatever in the back seat. Okay, that's your thought. Getting in the car and driving to get to where you want to be, that's your emotion, okay? So emotions drive the thoughts. We don't just randomly have thoughts out of the blue. They don't just pop into our head without us feeling something, okay? And that's a really important distinction to make. And I think what happens a lot with people, and honestly, this has happened to me more times than I want to admit, because it is a daily process. It is a daily uh, habit that you have to commit yourself to, is that when we find ourselves in a place where we don't want to be or we're disappointed or we're frustrated or we're upset, then we let our thoughts and emotions kind of get intertwined with the circumstances. And as a result, we end up having negative feelings about the circumstances. And so what we might say is, I can't do anything right because I'm doing all the right things, but I'm not getting to where I want to be. So instead of looking at what you're doing, you're blaming the workout itself. Okay. And that's just using an example. Okay. So, you know, it's really important to always inventory your thoughts and your feelings. And this is something we worked on in my community last week. And one of the questions I asked everybody was, is think about where, what, what are the circumstances now? And think about a situation that you want to have happen. In other words, a situation that you want to be reality. Okay. And so identify what your feel, what your thoughts and feelings are about what's happening now. And then also ask yourself, how would you feel and what would you think if what you want was already happening? Okay, because I, I think we focus so much on what is happening now and what's wrong with it that it's like we can't get out of a paper bag in the rain. It's like we can't see our way closer to what it would be like to think about what we want. And then our logical mind, you know, our subconscious mind, which I've told you about too, really wants to just keep us safe. They don't want us thinking anything out of the ordinary, okay? They want to just stay in the little box that's comfortable. And it, that's what's always reminding us, well, you can't do that. Well, that's not conventional. Well, no one else is doing that. Well, how are you going to do that? You can't pay for it, et cetera, et cetera, okay? That's how your subconscious mind works. So it takes a real habit and commitment to be able to really think about the things that you want in your life, what would you need to think to make that happen? And then you can ask yourself, how does that make you feel? Because as a result, here's what happens is that 
we start tying our happiness and success to our current circumstances, not the things that we want. Okay. And so it's really important to make a distinction between those two. Okay. That's a real big piece of building the mindset of a fit life, which is really the cornerstone of, of, of most of what we teach at CU Fitness. So that's component number one is thoughts and emotions. I would really recommend that you do that. You can just take out a sheet of paper, maybe get yourself a little notebook every day and just divide it in the piece of paper in half right down the center. And then on one side, write about your current circumstances, what the thoughts are, how it makes you feel. And then on the other side of the column, write, what is your future circumstance? In other words, what is it that you want? What, another, what's your next level up? Some people call it. And then what would you need to think to make that happen? And then how does that make you feel? Because here, here's why this is important really is that it changes the way that you make decisions. It changes the way that you do your action steps every day. We tie so much of what we do. Okay. To getting success. If there's something you want, we're taught uh, that, you know, you need to go out and work hard and make it happen. And I'm not saying you still don't need to do that, but I think a simple shift in perspective can make you really think about what action steps are really going to serve you better today rather than just getting stuck in the grind of going and going and going and feeling like you're not getting anywhere to literally changing your perspective a little and thinking, what would I need to think to make this happen? What does that person think about? Okay. And then how does that make you feel? Because it will change the decisions that you make. Okay. All right. So component number two, and this is one of my favorite things, quickly becoming one of my favorite things to talk about in this arena is the concept of what is really raising your vibration. Some people prefer to call vibration a frequency, raising your frequency. Okay. Um, I sort of like the word vibration. I just think it has more of an electric feel to it. And this is why, this is, I think, the missing piece for a lot of people. I think a lot of us know what we want. You know, we know, we have an idea of what we want for the future. If you're used to setting goals, this isn't a new process for you. But I think where we fall short is, is that we set a goal, we get excited about it, and then we start thinking, all of all the reasons why we can't get there. And that's really why we don't get there. Okay. There's no reason in the world why some of the most successful people that you know have gotten what they want without having the things that are available to you. Okay. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about resources. I'm not talking of any of that. At one point in time, every successful person had an idea. Every successful person who has been successful in their life Everything started with an idea and that generated thoughts and that generated an action plan. Okay. And that's really what it comes down to. And in order to make those thoughts happen, we have to raise our vibration. In other words, raise our thoughts to the level of what it is that we actually want. Okay. And you might be sitting there. Yeah, right. Allison, easier said than done. Okay. I mean, that's just not me. That's not my life. Well, I got news for you. That's your subconscious mind giving you all the reasons in the world why it's not quote unquote practical or why it's not going to work right now. That's what our subconscious mind does. It try, it wants to keep us safe. Okay. And at the end of the day, if you're not willing to do the work to raise your vibration, okay, to do the things that it takes to get your thought process on the level of what it is that you want, then at the end of the day, you're the, and when you look in the mirror, the buck stops with you. Okay. It's just that simple. So raising our vibration actually 
allows us to go into the energy space where we can actually have these kind of thoughts more regularly. And what happens when we have those kind of thoughts is, is that we start getting ideas. We start getting ideas of the steps we can take today. And then we start thinking about the steps we can take tomorrow when tomorrow comes. Okay. It really is that simple, but we have to allow ourselves to go to that place and think instead of thinking all the reasons why it won't work, how about thinking about getting curious? Well, what would that actually look like? What would that actually resemble for me? What would be the first step that I could do today that would get me closer to what it is that I want? It's, it's about allowing your mind to go into the energy space of being curious. Okay. A colleague of mine is a real expert in the energy mechanics of, of goal setting and mindset work and all that. And it's just fascinating stuff. And as much as you may have heard of the law of attraction, this really goes so much further than that. When we allow ourselves to be open to possibility, to just be curious and to allow ourselves to go there, that's when we can really have fun with it. Okay. And then what happens when we start having fun is, is that our brain, we give ourselves that heightened sense of emotion that it takes to get us excited. And when we get excited, guess what? The energy starts flowing a lot easier. Okay. Think about the things in your life that you really don't like to do. And we've all got them. They're things that we know we have to do to live and function in society. We may not like it, but we know we have to do it. And then there are things that we really don't like doing, okay? But again, we think these are things that I need to do to be a functioning human being. But and, and, and in a sense, when we feel the dread, when we feel, you know, the low energy bringing us down, that's when we, our mind starts giving us reasons why it's not going to work. Well, you can call and cancel. You can call and reschedule. Well, the, it's too hot today. It's too cold. Well, I really need to do this. As you look at your messy kitchen, I really need to put dishes up before I do my workout. So that's the energy space that your, your mind is in, which is giving you reasons why you can't. And so when you allow yourself to be curious and go to that spot to be open to possibility, you're actually opening up more energy to be available to you, okay? And there are all kinds of simple things that you can do to learn daily to raise your vibration. And, that, and this isn't talk, I'm not talking about journaling and getting all woo-woo here, okay? I'm talking about simple things that you can do every day to raise your vibration, to get you in that emotional space and that energy space that gets you excited. For example, this is one of the things that regular physical activity does, Okay. And if you're not a workout person, that's totally fine. Maybe during the time now, since so, so many of us are at home more is take a walk, work in the yard, play with your animals. If you have pets, play with your kids. If you have kids, play a game, whatever it is, think about doing something different. When you move your body, okay, you allow more energy to circulate. When you allow more energy to circulate, you open yourself up more to possibility. Okay. And it really is just about baby steps. Okay. Now journaling is a way to open up the energy space more because if you're constantly thinking about things and not getting them out, then guess what? You get bogged down somewhere in your thinking. You've heard me use the word road construction quite a bit. And this is a perfect example. Okay. When you're trying to go on a trip or you're trying to leave and, and go somewhere and there's road construction, it just bogs you down. Okay. It just simply bogs you down. It takes longer. 
you have to wait. Sometimes you feel like you're crawling at a snail's pace. The same thing goes when you're just constantly overthinking all the time and you're not getting into a habit of getting the thoughts out. This is why what I re- reference to on the thought and emotion download and the thought and emotion inventory exercise is so helpful because it really is freeing. It's, it's freeing because you feel like you're getting all of that out. So you've got open space now that you can actually think and dream. It's sort of like cleaning out your closets, right? And cleaning your drawers out, maybe cleaning your pantry or your fridge out. And if you're like me, you've probably done a lot of that over the last few weeks since we're at home more, but think about how that makes you feel. You feel energized, right? You feel refreshed. You feel like, wow, I really got that out of the way and off my back. It's like you've, you've gotten rid of a, a loaded weight. And the same thing happens when you journal with purpose. Okay. So this is why the thought and emotion inventory is helpful. Maybe you want to journal and have a conversation with your future self. Maybe you want to start outlining what maybe your retirement plan looks like or what, or something along those lines. Okay. But, but journaling, I would definitely recommend, but I would recommend having a purpose to it. Okay. Intention checking is another way to raise your vibration because it keeps you grounded in the present. It doesn't keep you worrying about things that are coming. And I know right now for a lot of us, that's a tough, that's a real tall order. Okay. A lot of us, we really don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what's going to happen next month. You know, if you're furloughed right now and you're out of work, you probably have no idea when life is going to return to normal. Okay. I get it. I totally get it. I'm, I have, I have found over the last month that I have had to literally reinvent myself in several different ways to continue to serve you, to continue to do what I love and to continue to show up as who I want to be. It is a continual process. Okay. But intention checking keeps you in the present. Because at the end of the day, when we talk about the future and we talk about the things that we want, what we really have control over the most is the present. And that's what's right in front of us. So I challenge you to get really serious with intention checking and don't fall into the habit of going just for the goal setting or thinking about what's going to happen next week. Think about today. Think about what are the things you can do to move the needle forward for yourself today. That's what intention checking is. It's focusing on the present. It's using the words today. I will today. I will not tomorrow. I'll get this done or next week. I have this coming up. It's today. I will. Okay. And then fill in the blank. Okay. Meditation. This is very, very useful. This is something I've really gotten much more in the habit of doing and you can do it with music. You can do it with your favorite video. Maybe you have a vacation video that you like that you can play that will get you excited. There are lots of good meditations out on YouTube right now. Abraham Hicks has some great ones. There are, if you have your favorite one, then feel free to reach out to me and let me know what that is. Um, I always like to know what works for you. And then there are th- certain foods that lend themselves better to raising your, their, your frequency than others, obviously. You know, obviously eating lots of leafy greens, fruits and vegetables, getting adequate protein and drinking plenty of water. All the things that you hear me talk about with respect to energy eating are all helpful for helping you raise your frequency and your vibration physically, because it makes it easier for your body to, you know, go to that energy space of possibility when we take care of our bodies. So those are all simple, simple day-to-day practical tips for raising your frequency and your vibration. And then the last piece here that I'm going to talk to you about today before I sign off is literally looking at at what I like to call revamping your beliefs. 
And now beliefs are, are a tricky thing because for so many of us, beliefs have been around forever. I mean, beliefs are what we were taught as kids. They're based on experiences. They're based on things that have happened to us um, over the long term. And for a lot of us, they're pretty deeply set. Um, and I get that. I totally appreciate that. But it is possible when you learn to make tweaks according to being in touch with what you're thinking, being really honest with yourself emotionally about where you are, not just putting on the happy face or like a colleague of mine calls it, you know, you're running close to empty on the gas tank and you put a post-it note with a smiley face on your dashboard and say, okay, let's think positive. We're going to get there. Okay. That all sounds good, but that only goes so far. And so when it comes to changing our beliefs, I think there are really two things that I want to address here. Okay. One is the concept of limiting beliefs and one is the language that we use because they all go into what we believe and accept to be real. Okay. It is all totally true when it comes down to it. So when we think about our beliefs, we tend to think about things that we know for absolute sure. Okay. This might be things that we were told as kids. Maybe we were learned as teenagers. Maybe we learned in school. Um, a lot of people like to use money for examples here. You know, if you were brought up like I was, I was brought up um, in a household where both of my parents didn't really have a lot when they started. Uh, neither of them really came from money. So my, my siblings and I heard growing up, money doesn't grow on trees. There's no such thing as a free lunch. In order to be successful, you have to really work hard. You have to sacrifice. You have to do all the things. And when you hear all those things, they get grounded in and you accept it to be real. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm grateful for that because I know it's contributed to my work ethic. But the negative side of that is, is that you can miss out on a lot of potential opportunities because it literally helps you stay frozen to some degree. Okay. I'm not suggesting that you go out and run your credit card up to the limit. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that when we accept and think that there's really not a way forward unless we stick with what we know to be true, then we don't allow ourselves a chance to up level and possibly think a little different and be open to that possible new experience. Um, every successful person that I know has had to pivot in some way, shape or form. And a lot of that has involved questioning the things that they believe to be true. So sometimes what happens when we we really get set in our beliefs or set in our ways, as some people like to say, you know, we develop our own limiting beliefs. Okay. And what are limit, limiting beliefs? Limiting beliefs are stories basically that we've sold ourselves somewhere along the way of what we think to be true. And in my industry, in the health and fitness industry, the limiting beliefs really run deep for a lot of people. It might be that they were never very athletic as a young, as a youngster. It might be that they never really got into a groove um, with a workout routine. And as a result, <clears throat> they think they're not capable of doing it. That's a limiting belief. Or maybe they struggled in school and, you know, were sold the bill of goods that maybe they didn't quite have what it takes to be successful. So then the limiting belief they carry around is I'm just not that smart. You know, I have to work so much harder than everyone else because I'm not that smart. That's a limiting belief. And a lot of it is due to literally what we tell ourselves. So in order to really start to unwind some of that, we have to really examine the things that we're doing daily. And again, that comes back to just about everything I've talked about with you, this, with, with, with you today. And that's our being in touch with what we're actually thinking. And then asking ourselves, is this really real? 
what evidence do you have that this is true? You know, I think for so many of us, we just resort ourselves that this is the way it has to be, that maybe somewhere along the line, we did something and this is what we deserve. And that is never, ever the case for any of you. Every abundance is available to everyone. It is always available to you. The limiting factor is you cut off the tap. You turn off the faucet. You keep it from coming to you in some way, shape, or form. And sometimes we have to start with the baby steps. We have to start with the things that maybe we can tackle and that we can think about in small chunks. And when it comes to limiting beliefs, for example, if you were told and you believe and maybe you learned that you can't stick with a workout routine, then what would you need to think in order to stick out with to stick with a workout routine? Maybe what you tried to do was too hard. Maybe what you tried to do was too long. Maybe what you tried to do just didn't work with your daily schedule and with your lifestyle. So if that's the case, what will we need to think in order to make that different? Maybe we start with a five or 10 minute routine and we get really ridiculously consistent with that. Or maybe we pick three or four exercises and we start with that. Or maybe we pick one or two and we start with that. Okay, the point is, is, you learn to teach yourself through the actions and the steps that you take, but it starts with the thoughts that you think. And then little by little, we learn to tell ourselves a little better story. We learn to tell ourselves that today is going to be different, that tomorrow is going to be different. And it starts with the things that we do. It starts with the action steps, but it also begins first with the thoughts that we think too. We all make the very best choices that we can most of the time. I really believe that. And I believe right now everybody is simply just trying to do the best that they can. But it's still an invitation and an opportunity for all of us to change the game for us and whatever you think that can look like for you. And through doing the small things, you learn to change the reality for yourself. And that's how you learn to let go of the limiting beliefs. because. You know, to some degree, what goes on in our head can seem so much bigger than what it actually is. And then we have an opportunity every day through what we do to change that. It really just depends on the language that we tell ourselves, which is the last little piece here I'm going to talk to you about. So many times I hear people say, I've never been able to do this. I'm not good at this. I know myself. I know this won't work. And then I'll hear well, I don't really know. Maybe I'll try this. And then I'll hear, well, I'm not sure, but I'll take your word for it or something like that. So really underneath all that, if you listen to those words, underneath all that, what you're hearing is that two things, that that person doesn't really trust themselves. Okay. And number two, they don't really believe that they can do it. Okay. And if right now I'm going to go ahead and be straight up with you, because that's what we do here on the show is do straight talk is if you if you're not willing to believe it then you're definitely not going to achieve it. So, if you want to sit there and tell yourself all day long that you don't believe it just because you haven't been able to do it before, then you might as well just quit before you even begin. You have to give yourself an opportunity to change the narrative. That's how we change the game, okay? That's how we do it. So, as far as the language that we use for ourselves, we have to decide to use different language. And 
I find this so interesting when I talk to a potential new client and they say, I know all the things I need to do. I just don't do them. And so what that tells me is, is it's great that they know they need to do it, but they don't trust themselves to follow through. And I, I get that. I think it's human nature. You know, we, we need reminders. We need accountability as human beings because we're not perfect. I mean, we're flawed as human beings. But at the end of the day, if you're not super connected to what it is that you want and why you want it, then you're always going to need someone to hold your hand. You're always going to need accountability. You're always going to need that peace of somebody literally babysitting you. And while I'm more than happy to do that, I do that with a lot of my clients and I understand why that is because I really thrive much better when I know someone's checking up on me. But I also know that I perform equally well, if not better, if I'm checking in with myself. Okay. So you have to be really careful the language that you use with yourself. Your mind is like a giant tape recorder. It remembers everything. It remembers everything you say, everything you think, you know, everything that's that would keep you staying in the same spot. And your mind's always going to remind you of that no matter what. Okay. So, you know, sometimes we have to, we have to be willing to challenge the narrative. We can't just be happy with the status quo. And so much of this is tied to how do you define success? And I'll give you a couple of examples. I just finished a personal development course um, in the last few weeks with a guy. He has a, a huge following nationally. And he did a very interesting exercise in this course where he challenged all of us to evaluate how we, we measure success. And the problem, I think, so much for us today is that we base success on being able to do so many things. And I don't mean doing them all at the same time. I just mean we have an idea that in order to be successful, that we have to have this list of 50 things. And if we don't achieve all of those 50 things regularly, then we're not successful. And some of that is in part due to social media because it's so easy to compare yourself to what other people are doing and to think, well, why am I not further along? You know, and then because of the fast paced society that we lived in really until now, that's kind of the mentality that we adopt. We adopt this mentality that we have to get a lot of things done or we're not going to be successful. And honestly, I have fallen into that hole almost my entire life. And it's really only in the last couple of years that I've learned to kind of reframe that in a different way to where I'm not judging my success based on how busy I am and how productive I am and how many things I'm able to get done. Because it's really not about that at the end of the day. Okay. It's about the thoughts and the feelings that you tell yourself, not just when you achieve something, but how well does it move you forward? Because you can be busy being busy and you can be busy just staying right where you are too. And you, and that really keeps you from being productive and moving yourself forward. And all those things don't mean the same thing. Okay. So really think about how do you measure success? What are the things that you tell yourself to measure success? Okay. And get out of the habit of doing things, of telling yourself, you know, all of these things that you have to do all of the time. And I think I'm going to leave you with this one thought is that, Instead of making a list and using the word and, make a list and use the word or, 
Okay. And give yourself things to do that are high level and what's called low level. So high level would be doing something that's intellectually challenging. Maybe it's finishing a project at work. Maybe it's closing a big deal. Maybe it's making a customer call or making a presentation. Um, or maybe it's generating quite a bit of money on a deal for yourself. Okay. And then a lower, you know, or maybe it's, you know, achieving a certain fitness and self-care goal. You know, a lower level goal might be getting yourself to get up a little earlier or spending some time outside with your animals or spending a little extra time um, with a friend or making the phone call to somebody that you've been wanting to do or cleaning out a closet or emptying the dishwasher and cleaning up the kitchen. The point is, is that we want to make success easy for us to accomplish, not difficult for us to accomplish. And for a lot of us, that's a belief system. It's how we look at success. It's how we frame success. So I want to challenge you to try to do that with yourself. Maybe make that your journaling challenge, okay, is to look at success in terms of what did you do for yourself today, but without the long list of needing to get it all done. It's giving yourself permission to do something different, okay? And so that's what I got for you. Those are the three big pieces that are coming in a brand new course that's coming out soon for you that I can't wait to tell you about. So stay tuned. I've got more information coming as I work on it. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I so appreciate all your support and tuning in every week. Please, if you feel like somebody needs to hear this message today, please feel free to share that with them. We are still on all of our major platforms. We are on Apple, we are on TuneIn, we are on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and we are also available now on Google. We are on Castnox, Castro, Overcast, and Pot- PocketCast as well. So we are we are worldwide now. We have listeners in Singapore. We have listeners in Australia. We have listeners all over the world, and we could not do it without you. And thank you so much for all your support and for being here on this journey with me. This is why self-care is a journey, because it does not look the same for two people. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are on Facebook, please come over and join our community, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. If you are not on Facebook, please go to my website, if you like, at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com, and click Contact Us. Um, I'm more than happy and love to hear from you anytime you feel like reaching out. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Make it a good one.